increasingly disturbed by the possibility which had seeped into his awareness like a very slight but pervasive and lingering smell that he was nothing more than one of his father's acquisitions, another hard-earned marvel that America, in its infinite bounty, had allowed his father to possess. In the time since he had started working at the firm, Jacob had detected a casual dismissiveness in his father's tone, as though his father somehow sensed Jacob's uncertainties and disdained them. His father held the maddening conviction that self-doubt was the surest sign of a fool. "'I disagree,' Marcus Rappaport said, and turned his smile to David Jonas. "'It's all a matter of opportunity. Suppose there's a blockade on shipping from here to the south along the coast— one simply has to rearrange some assets and become the first to run alternate routes through the Caribbean. Some people might worry about having to adjust so many different accounts, but I'm lucky enough to have Jacob at my disposal. Jacob is brilliant with numbers. Jacob winced, a gesture he tried to conceal by adjusting his necktie. Across the table, Emma was holding one of the prayer books from the evening service, cradling it in her stubby, chapped fingers while she lovingly, delicately, and pointlessly folded and unfolded a single page again and again. "'I believe we all agree on Jacob's talents,' David Jonas said. Then he turned back to Jacob's father. "'And that is why I have an opportunity for you, Marcus.' Now Jacob looked at Emma's father, curious, his face was long and thin, the opposite of his daughter's, his dark eyes quick and alert behind round spectacles, his black hair combed across the protruding peak of his balding head. He was holding out his hand toward Jacob's father, his fingers steady and confident above the wine glasses on the table. Marcus, I know you've always been interested in my firm, he said. I've decided that I'd like to sell it to you, at half its value. Jacob watched as his father raised his eyebrows, his expression just short of a laugh. Well, you can't do that in good conscience, he said. In fact, I can, David Jonas replied, because I would be gaining something else as well. He smiled as the other guests around the table listened. I propose to give you all of Jonas Mercantile Shipping at half value as a wedding gift when Miss Emma Jonas becomes Mrs. Jacob Rappaport. Jacob's eyes bulged. Surely this was some sort of joke. The service that evening had required everyone to drink four cups of wine. Was Emma's father drunk? No, it didn't seem so. David Jonas was leaning forward with both hands braced on the edge of the table, his long, thin face expectant. Jacob's father laughed. Jacob smiled at him, unspeakably relieved, and was about to laugh himself when he heard his father's answer. A wonderful, wonderful idea, David, his father announced. I accept. Now Jacob stopped breathing. He stared at his father, unable to keep his hands from shaking under the table. Then he looked at Emma, who hadn't even raised her eyes to the company, 
too absorbed in folding and unfolding the page in her book. His stomach swayed, but now everyone was watching him. His father raised his half-empty glass and leaned toward him, smiling. So, Jacob, to the Union, then, he asked with a grin. Everyone around the table was still watching him, waiting. Jacob swallowed and glanced at Emma once more. She remained preoccupied with the paper between her fingers. He looked at his father, at his mother, at the Jonases, at the table with its prayer books and silver and food, at this astonishing new world that his parents had labored so mightily to bring into being, at the vast promises that had been lavished upon him and the vast obligations required to fulfill them. He looked at Emma again.